from Studio 4 in Marquette University's Johnston Hall. This is Sports Talk with your host, Nick Ormsby. Hello and welcome to Sports Talk. I'm your host, Nick Ormsby, and today I have joining me Austin Rook. Austin, how are you doing today? Doing great, Nick. How are you? I am not too bad enjoying this beautiful sunny day in Milwaukee. So let's get started. MLB this week, last night, we had the AL wildcard game, Yankees versus the uh, Twins. What was your take on the game? It was a pretty, pretty eventful game, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly was. It, it, it's kind of a microcosm of the whole 2017 season, really. It's just home runs, walks, um, pretty awful pitching. Uh, Severino only getting one out in the first inning, which is I don't think anybody expected that. Santana looking awful straight right from the get-go statistically pitches awful in Yankee Stadium so that's kind of not unexpected but um if you if you're a fan of baseball if you if you're just getting into the game of baseball especially this year when broke the home run record and everything that was pretty much a a whole a whole microcosm of the whole season right there last night in one game (laughs) Yep, I completely agree with you. The uh, that first inning was probably the most eventful first inning in baseball I've seen the entire season. Yeah, two I home runs so. each team. That's incredible with the star pitchers that are going on in the wild card. Like mm-hmm. this isn't just a game you just throw out some random pitcher. These are the two best pitchers of the season for these two teams, and obviously something went wrong during that game. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you you're looking at a guy like Santana who started out the year five and zero with an ERA under one. Um, I mean, and then a guy that he's steadily plateaued over the rest of the year, but still a very good pitcher and the Twins' best pitcher over the course of the season. And uh, you needed him in a big spot where you were already going to be the underdog, and he just laid a complete egg out there. Yep, I completely agree with you. What, uh, so Yankees win over the Twins, 8-4 to four through yep. 9. Uh, they go on to play the – Cleveland or to the Cleveland Indians. Uh, looks like Bauer is going to be the starting pitcher for that. Mm-hmm. With the pitching in the Cleveland Indians being Bauer and the Corey Kluber being one of the best pitchers in the MLB right now mm-hmm. for the Cy Young. What do you think the Yankees are, or who do you think is going to win that uh, ALDS series? And how many games do you think it's going to be? Why? Why do you think I, so? I want to say um, and the Yankees have really impressed me over the course of the season, but. I think Cleveland's just too good. There's so much there's so they're the best team in the league right now. Um going into the postseason, over 100 wins. Um the guy a guy that's going to win the Cy Young and and Corey Kluber uh has already won it before. Um and he's not even starting the first game and that that should tell you something right there about the depth of their pitching, especially th- this postseason as opposed to last. If they had all their starter if they had all their starters going into last postseason, they probably would have beaten the Cubs in the World Series, and they still took right. them to seven games. Um, I think the in- Indians are probably going to win this, but it may take five games. Um, the Yankees are going to su- surprise some people and get a couple of wins based on their uh, massive power numbers, led the league in home runs this year. So um, Judge will carry them for a few games, but I think ultimately um, – They'll probably have Kluber start two games in the series, and that'll probably be the end of the Yankees. Yep, I uh, I completely agree with you on that. I think that uh, the Yankees have been kind of relying more so on uh, their power aspect more than their pitching aspects, and, uh, and it sh- showed so. last night in Judge Gregorino, both hitting two monster shots. Um, and I think that when they come to play the Indians, a team that has some of the best pitchers in the MLB right now, in the AL, and uh, – 
they, they're just going to struggle because they're not going to be able to have people like Irvin Santana who may not be able to perform as well because they may not, not be up to the them. task right. right yeah and Corey Kluber pitched in the World Series last year so yeah and they've got Carrasco and they've got Bauer that have that are all now seasoned in the playoffs so they're they're well stocked yeah for this I think season. that uh, the uh, the Cleveland is definitely a very very dangerous team uh, you were talking about the Cy Young Award we were talking about the Cy Young Award earlier let's so let's move on to the NL wildcard game and Zach Greinke who mm-hmm. is looking like one of the top choices for the uh, Cy Young Award right now, 17-7, and 3-2 ERA, 215 Ks on the season. What's, uh, what do you think is going to be going on with this uh, Rockies-D-backs game? I think it's much, much closer than last night's game uh, is going to be. It's much closer to call. Um, the Rockies are much improved on the pitching side of things this year. The Diamond, I mean, the Diamondbacks lost 100 games last year and completely flipped the script, sort of like the Twins. Um, but you're looking at a guy like Zach Greinke that's pitched in the postseason before for some big market clubs, right? Um, like the Dodgers and stuff like that. And Brewers. then you're looking at in, in the Brewers, <laughs> well, big market clubs. Come on now, but. Uh, and then you're looking at an untested guy like John Gray. Whenever I'm t- for the Rockies, and I'm whenever I look at these th- these kind of things, whenever I'm trying to pick them, I'm, I tend to go to the postseason experience more than anything else. And um, Zach Greinke doesn't have the most postseason postseason experience of any pitcher out there, but um, he has more than John Gray. And I think and Greinke has really righted the ship this year after having a mm-hmm. subpar year last year. So, right. um, I, based on that. You're looking at the Rockies, who are a good hitting team. It's, I think I'm looking at maybe like a five to four game here. Greinke's going to pitch well enough uh, to keep the Rockies' bats quiet, um, but it's going to be a very close game, and it's going to go down to the it's going to go down to the end. It's going to be a much much more watchable game than last night, I would say. Well, I'm sure a lot of fans are happy to hear that. The uh, definitely the uh, the closer the game, the better. I. I would agree with you in that uh, the Rockies are going to win, but I think it's going to be a lot, a lot more. Uh, low well, I think Arizona. I think Arizona. Oh, you think Arizona's going to win? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Well, then I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I think just the John Gray, pitcher, the pitcher for the Rockies, has started three times at Chase Field this year. Two out of those three times, he's had ten strikeouts a game. Mm-hmm. The last thirteen games, he's held all teams under three runs. So I think that with his Continuing su- success right now, John Gray is going to hold the uh, Diamondbacks down to one or two runs, and I think the Rockies are going to put up three or four and end up winning. I'm not sure if any of those John two. Gray starts were with J.D. Martinez in the lineup for the Diamondbacks, however. And J.D. Martinez has probably been the acquisition of the trade uh, of the year at the trade deadline this year. So Fair uh, enough, fair enough. I, uh, I definitely – J.D. Martinez has posed yeah. a th- threat in that lineup and given protection to Paul Goldschmidt, which he n- has never had before. And they form they form probably one of the best one two punches in the lineup in the game, maybe next to Judge and Sanchez. Right. Um, so it could be Yankees, a, so. another big home run game. You're saying it it very well could be not not the same type of park, obviously, but um, right. Definitely, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely looking forward to uh, this game tonight between the Rockies and the uh, D-backs. So you say the D-backs are going to win. Uh, Going against the winner moves on to play to play uh, start to start against Kershaw and the LA Dodgers in the NLDS series. What's uh, what's your prediction for Game One, and then what do you think? Who do you think is going to win the series? Well, I think anytime you're going up against Kershaw, I mean, especially since it won't be Granky going in the game most likely, 
Um, it would be a game one starter anytime else. Right. Um, you're probably going to look at the Dodgers winning game one. But, however, I really think that Arizona will give them a run for their money. Arizona swept them at home earlier in the mm-hmm. year. Um, they have the firepower to keep up with a team like the Dodgers. So maybe the Dodgers in five, okay. but the D-backs will make it very close. Okay. Maybe I'm more inclined to go – I mean, I know I said Indians over the Yankees in five as well. Right. But I think that it'll be a much closer series – with the Dodgers and the D-backs, I could see a lot of one-run games in there. Okay, fair enough. I I, guess I see what you're talking about. As I said, I think the Rockies are going to win this game tonight, but I don't think that uh, they are going to be able to keep as much momentum as they've had against the Dodgers going into the postseason. The Rockies are – they. I, when's the last time they went to the postseason? 2000. It might, I don't, a while I think, ago. I think, yeah. I'm trying to think now. Yeah, you know, I don't know the answer to that. We'll I know they we'll were in it two thousand seven, but uh, <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, so e- even with like they just finished their series against the Dodgers, they beat them. Uh, it was two to one, right? Right at the end of the season, mm-hmm. knocked the Brewers out of playoff contention because mm-hmm. they can't finish a game. Well, the Brewers that's, knocked themselves out. Right, that's another so. topic. That's another for another day. Uh, I think that uh, if the Rockies do end up winning, that. L.A. could beat them in three or four games, not really testing themselves as much as yeah, the I think, D-backs might. I think if I'm a Dodger fan, I'm really wanting to see the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Um, they ma- the D-backs match up with the Diamond, uh, with the uh, Dodgers much well, much better than uh, the Rockies do. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our final topic of the MLB this uh, this season, the World Series. What uh, so? Obviously, a lot of power stack teams this year. A lot of teams coming in with a lot of offense and a decent amount of defense, a good amount of defense, nice pitching. Who do you see going to the final games, and what's your prediction on games? I want to say something other than uh, Dodgers-Indians, which are the two favorites. I okay. mean, But they're both over 100 wins. Over 100 wins. How's that? I don't that know. That means nothing now. <laughs> um, I, I want to say Cubs-Indians again, maybe. Uh, okay. But if you had to ask me what I really, really think is going to happen, I, I can't see anybody in the American League other than the Indians getting to the World Series. Okay. But the National League is such a is such a toss up. Right. Uh, you've got a team like the Nationals that has three strong starters. Mm-hmm. You've got a team like the Cubs that has been in the playoffs before and right. won the World last Series year. last year. Um, but and they're flying under the radar. Um, and then you've got a team like the Dodgers or even the Diamondbacks, if they were to advance, they could get on a roll. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say the cop-out answer and say Dodgers-Indians. Dodgers-Indians, all right. Uh, and I, w- I want to say Cleveland in six. Okay. Um, I, uh, I also agree with yeah. you, Cleveland in six, but uh, I'm going to change my NL team to the Washington Nationals. Okay. As you had said, they have three of the top five pitchers in the NL right now in uh, Strasburg, uh, Gio Gonzalez, and um, Scherzer. And Max Scherzer. But uh, yeah, I think that they're going to beat the Cubs in four games. I think that they're going to run along. and uh, I know I want to see that. That's yeah, sure. right? <laughs> I would love to see the Cubs yeah. get beat. I'm going to be three games. <laughs> three games street would be sweet. If it was possible, nice. I'd like to see it in less. But yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Just one game. Cubs gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Cleveland's going to make it, and I think Cleveland's going to win, and I have them in about six games as well. So I think it's going to be yeah. a very, very power-packed uh, MLB postseason, and I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, 
Let's mosey on to our next conversation, being the NFL. Uh, the most recent headline that uh, I looked at this morning was uh, the Janny Trevathan. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Trevathan, yeah. Trevathan, the, uh, yep. the Bears. He's a linebacker, right? Yep. Bears linebacker, and how yep. his suspension is now dropped to one game. What, uh, what do you think is good and bad about this situation? Um, there's not much good, to be honest with you. Um, I watched the game. I saw the hit, and right. I thought he should have been ejected. Mm-hmm. And, I agree with uh, you. It's unfortunate that he even got to stay in the game. Yeah. Um, he, the referee has to restore order at that point. Um, right. There's no there's no place for that in the game, and especially since the uh, they implemented a rule in March saying that those kind of hits can be automatic mm-hmm. ejections. Right. Yeah, they Where was the automatic ejection? Exactly. So I'm not even sure that the referees understand the rules at this point. So there's a whole host of things going on with the situation. Right. Um, you kind of knew when he appealed that he was probably going to get a game knocked off of his suspension. Mm. I think it should have been. Which begs the question, why well, did you start at two games? I think they should have suspended him personally. I think, I think it should have been four and then maybe reduced to two. Okay. Um, that's just how appeals work. You're not, you rarely see anybody to ser- serve the full suspension. Right. Uh, in the game today. So, uh, yeah, I think it was botched a little bit, and the NFL is going to be scrutinized for every decision mm-hmm. they make, especially in today's especially, day and age yeah, with social today. media and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they got it wrong. Some people are going to think that they got it right. Not, I would say the minority of people yeah. think that they got it right Only there. Only the Bears fans. Uh, <laughs> some Bears fans think he should have been suspended for longer. Trust I, me. I think he should be gone for the entire season, personally. That was that was a very <sighs> yeah. malicious malicious targeting hit. First, he should have been ejected after as soon as it happened during well, the game. Well, okay. It's tough to spe- suspend somebody for that long, but um, you can't really suspend someone for the season for a hit like that when uh, unless they admitted it like they, right. they were trying to do it. Right. It certainly looked like it, but we never know what goes through a guy's head like that. So mm-hmm. he saw the you ball. He wanted it. I get you, it. But you, you got to be smart uh, in those situations. Awful. It looked yeah. awful. He should have been ejected. He should have been suspended, but not for the whole season. Fair enough. Um, okay. Four games, maybe reduced to two. That's fine. And Vontez Perfect is kind of the uh, for the Bengals is kind of the precedent for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's gotten a suspension longer than that. And he's yeah. m- notoriously known as a dirty player. And he's just coming back now this week for the Bengals. So right. um, you can't really suspend him longer than that, especially when it's his first offense. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's move on to the uh, to the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota, injury, thigh injury, looking like it's pretty serious. We have uh, one of my favorite backup QBs, Matt Castle, coming into play. And uh, they also just picked up Brandon Whedon. What's, uh, where do you see the Titans' offense going from here with – DeMarco Murray being strong right now and Matt Castle coming in, proving himself yeah. as a strong Patriot quarterback, ex-Patriot quarterback. Sure. What's, uh, how do you see the season going on for them? Being, uh, I think they're 1-3 and three right now, 2-2. Two 2-2, two. Two two and two, two I and believe. Two? Okay. And, um, you well, know. They just got slaughtered by Houston. Yeah, when you get beat 57-14, to 14, you kind of have to reevaluate your options a little bit. And this, as a bit of a side note, I know that they signed Brandon Whedon, but if there's a sign – of, of any that Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by the NFL. This is it. It's it's that <laughs> yeah. because Brandon Whedon is an awful quarterback. Right. Uh, so that's Colin Kaepernick is a story for a different day for a different podcast. Mm-hmm. But if there's a sign that he's being blackballed by the NFL, that one, that is Exhibit A. Uh, 
Um, I think the Titans will be fine. You say it's a serious injury for Mariota. I don't think so. I think, and I think it's a hamstring injury. I, say, yeah, um, thigh, I think he'll be he'll be out maybe a game. Okay. Maybe the Titans will suffer for a week or so, but I think Mariota will come back and be okay. Okay. Um, where the Titans' issues are uh, are well, they got to correct some defensive problems. All right. That's, the receive, that's receiving one. core as well. The receiving core getting as well is is okay, but Mariota tends to find his favorite fo- focus in on one or two guys rather than spreading the spreading mm-hmm. the ball around, which is I think what they need. Right. Uh, not just because Delaney Walker's on my fantasy team, <laughs> um, but because you're looking at I'm looking at their stats after the after games, and you're looking at two wide receivers. You're looking at Rashard Matthews and Eric Decker getting catches and. Nobody else on the team getting catches, and you're right. Then defenses are going to start keying in on those guys. Double team moms. Yeah, and then you're looking at situations where defensive defenses are jumping routes and returning balls for touchdowns, like the Texans were. So um, they've got to correct a lot of things over there. Uh, And the Titans were most everybody's sleeper pick to get in to Mm -hmm. win the win their division and get into get a high seed in the postseason this year. So they, I was they certainly have to uh, right the ship over there. Uh, right. Defense first, but Mariota is a good quarterback. He'll be fine when he comes back from his injury. Maybe this week, maybe next, but I don't think it's too serious. I'd say it's I, not Derek Carr. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with you. He's probably gonna be out. I'd say two weeks at maximum. What's uh? How do you think their offense is going to run? Is it going to be more efficient with Matt Castle back there? No. Or well, Ca- I mean, no. He's getting Ca- a little old. Castle is getting old, but. He had his best year in New England, and that was now ten years ago. Right. Uh, so, it's kind of it, he's nothing more than uh, league average at best backup at this point. Okay. Better than Brandon Whedon, that's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, he's like he was. He's he's all right. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna punch the ball down the field as much as Mariota can. He is he's not a, as much of a threat to run. So your offense kind of becomes one dimensional, uh, one right. dimensional at that point, especially when the quarterback's concerned. So right. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to win a, win yeah. a couple games. They're not going to be able to score more than twenty points, especially Murray, with Castle at quarterback. Demarco Murray's going to get a lot of touches. Yeah, I would agree weeks, with that. And you're going to get a lot of balls at the tight end. Yep. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So fantasy owners, get ready for that. <laughs> fantasy owners, yeah. If you don't have Delaney Walker, oof. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some interesting scores from the weekend. Uh, we got the Bills beating the Falcons. Knocked a lot of people out of my survival pool. Very, not very me, funny. Not me. I'm still very, alive. Very, very funny. But. Two late field goals from Stephen Hauschka. Mm-hmm. Lions and Vikings, fourteen to seven. Bill, real barn burner there. Two touchdowns, two field goals. I think one. that had a lot to do with the fact that Dalvin Cook tore his ACL in that game. Definitely Thanks. helps. Doesn't, that, it doesn't there help goes the situation. My fantasy team. Uh, anyway, as we're talking about Texans beating the Titans, 57-14. Rookie Deshaun Watson throwing four touchdowns and rushing for one. Deshaun Watson is having an incredible rookie season this year. And to think that they started the year with Tom Savage, quarterback. Where did Bill O'Brien go wrong there? Thank God he righted the ship when he did. Yeah. They're, they're a couple teams and now they're a favorite uh, to win that division. That. Yeah. And now they've got 4-0 Kansas City coming to town on Sunday night, and that could be that. That's that's going to be a very good game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then finally, 49ers versus the Cardinals, a roaring fifteen to eighteen. The only touchdown was scored in oh, OT, game-winning game. touchdown, nine field goals yeah, and one Fitzgerald touchdown. Yeah, Fitzgerald got concussed on that play yep. too. Yeah, my uh, roommate, my roommate had the uh, the foul, or not the Falcons, the Cardinals kicker. He won fantasy this week. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so. I can imagine so. 
and of course, I just have to make fun of the uh, the New York Giants right now being 0-4, haven't won a single game since that boat picture in the playoffs last year. It's funny, yeah. Do you think that's a curse? <laughs> it certainly could be. Uh, but now the Giants are playing in the 0-4 Bowl this week against the Chargers. So well, I hope one they of the, that game. One of those te- yeah, yeah the, the problem is, really, the Chargers can't get out of their own way um, right now on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And they're, they play so many close games, but they make so many mistakes in those clutch moments that I, I, I'm not so sure if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm a Chargers fan and there aren't that many of them out there. Let's right. be honest, because they can't because they're they're getting overrun by away fans in their own stadium. Yeah. Uh, so which being in a new stadium, if they're in, if, if they, I know enough. that, and they're in a they're in a twenty seven thousand seat stadium for the next couple of years, which right. is a complete disaster. L A doesn't want them. Yeah. Um, and the Rams so you've are doing got, better. Right the, the Rams are doing better, and no and no one really wanted the Rams. Either. Right. They're but, what three and one right now. Yeah, the Rams yeah. are on top of the NFC West, Having but a strong start. Yeah, but. You're looking at a team like the Chargers that I'm not so sure that they have a better chance to win, even though they are at home against the Giants this week. The Giants are a better team, mm-hmm. um, and if they, if they go 0-5, someone's getting fired. I think it's going to be very funny if they go 0-5. <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, everyone likes to make fun of the Giants, but right. – um, they're a nice, nice struggle bus this year. Are they're they, are they the team that everyone makes fun of, like the Browns this year? I I still think the Browns are going to be the laughing stock of the NFL for a very long time. But yeah. it is good to see that there is another team joining them there, and it's good to see that it is the New York Giants. They'll write the ship eventually, but they might not survive. They might have to go eight and eight this, mm-hmm. this year. I, they'll 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 get it around. They're not going to go like four and twelve or anything. But right. They're. It's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. All righty. Well, let's move on to our next topic, the NHL. Hockey starts tonight, everybody. Wednesday, the 4th of October. We have Toronto versus Winnipeg, St. Louis versus Pittsburgh, Calgary versus Edmonton, Philadelphia versus San Jose. What uh, what game do you think is going to be the most – Intense tonight, and I think it's I think it's a pretty obvious choice. It's Pittsburgh, isn't Definitely. it? Yeah, yeah, I mean they're the two-time defending Pittsburgh. cup champions. Um, you've got a team like the Blues that always seems to be g- going semi deep in the yeah. playoffs. Blues are a solid team this year. They are too. a solid team. I mean, you you follow hockey a little bit more than I do, I would say. Mm-hmm. But you're but um, if anybody other than Pittsburgh gets to the cup again, I'd be very surprised. Uh, okay. And then you're looking at a team like. Maybe an Edmonton in the Western Conference yep. that can get there. They're both playing tonight. I'm, I'm, Edmonton, I wish Calgary. I could see Edmonton play, but they're not going to be on national TV. They right. rarely are on national right. TV. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh and Edmonton would be a really, really, really mm. good Stanley that's, Cup uh, final, especially like when, especially when I saw I see your rundown over there. It's yeah. like Connor McDavid versus Sidney Crosby. So, yeah. um, that that would be the. The teacher versus the pupil, if you will. Right. So, so I'd, I'd be are, really excited to see that at the end of the year. There are talks right now about uh, the new best player in the world, and the competition is between Sidney Crosby, Sid the Kid, and the young guy Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. What uh, do you think that Sidney is going to be dethroned this year by Connor McDavid, or do you yes. think he's going to hold it? Yes. Well, Sidney's always going to be a good, really good player, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how you feel about him, um, 
he's going to be one of the best players in the NHL. He's going to be right. one of the best players to ever play the game. But right. you're looking at a guy like Connor McDavid, who maybe is coming in with a little more fanfare than Crosby did when he came in the league, what, 12 years ago now. Yeah. Um, and Crosby's only, what, 30, 31 years old, too, which is kind of ridiculous. I think he's still pretty young. Yep, definitely. Which is pretty ridiculous. So he's probably going to play 10 more years. Um, so, And then you're looking at a guy like McDavid that's going to play for probably 20 more years. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why McDavid can't be one of the best players of all time. Um, he's certainly on that trajectory already. He's 30 years old. Yeah, it was an absolute joke. Sidney Crosby has accomplished so much, and he's still only 30 years old. Right. Um, he's won, what, two sta- at least two, three, he's three, won Stanley, three Cups? Stanley Cups? He's won MVP two of the three years, right? I think so. He's got... Scoring records, assist records. This yep. guy is a phenomenal kid. I hate Sidney Crosby, but he is a phenomenal he makes, player. He makes everybody around him better, and there are very few players in the NHL that actually do that. Actually do mm-hmm. that, and he's one of them. McDavid's another one. Um, this is McDavid's third year, right? In McDavid's third year, out. second full year because he was hurt right. his rookie year pretty early. Right. Um, and he's, he's already one of the most expre- talked about. I have not seen many of his player. games, Nick, but he's one of the most impressive players oh, yeah. I've ever seen. For a guy that mm-hmm. size, he he is fast. He glides on the ice. Yeah. Um he is and just he does a things that are have have haven't been seen before in the NHL, maybe since Crosby was that age. Right. So and Crosby's been slowed down uh, slowed down by concussions recently. Yeah. Um so if anything's going to be his downfall, it could be that if he could if he gets a couple more. But Man, that's gonna. I really hope that that's the Stanley Cup final in the end because yep. those two going at it will be mm, that'd awesome. Be absolutely incredible. That's uh from uh, from what I've read on the prediction sites and everything. It looks like Edmonton and looks like everybody's Pittsburgh picking Pittsburgh is going to pick those two. Edmonton, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, uh, a little more Edmonton than Pittsburgh, I'd say. I could definitely see that. Toronto would, could be up there as well. Austin I agree Matthews with you. going up against McDavid would be good. Yep. Two left, two lefty centers. Yeah, Buffalo be, maybe get Jack Eichel back in the mix yeah, coming out same uh, year. Buffalo maybe may, might He's sneak in the postseason. Off. Uh, since the, and then since you're looking at, I mean, the Blackhawks are kind of old now, but right. you're looking at them. They're always a threat. I um, can see them winning the uh, their central division, I believe. Yeah, and then you're looking at a team like Dallas that could bounce back this right. year. Their broadcaster, Dallas, Dave Strader, just died. Well. It just passed away from cancer, so they might be playing for him. Right. Um, the Wild, they're always looking strong. There are a bunch of teams that are maybes, but the best team in the West currently is Edmonton. That's, oh, yeah. That is no, oh, yeah. that is no debate. That is no debate, and the best team in the East is Pittsburgh. Whether it's going to end like that in the year, that's that remains to be seen. Obviously, we'll see in May or June. But that I mean, Nashville as well. They right. barely lost anybody. They're except they're for Mike, except for Mister Carrie Underwood. Right. They, they haven't. He's not gone to Vegas, right? Or he's no, retired. Mike Fisher he's retired. retired. Yeah. Mike Fisher retired. Who went to Vegas? It was. Um, I have no idea. James Neal wasn't it? James Neal. Yeah, you're right. Neal. You're right. And uh, so. If it's any, I if it's anybody but Pittsburgh and Edmonton, I'd be surprised. But it, mm-hmm. because they got hot at the right time, and right. maybe Pittsburgh or Edmonton had some inju- had some injuries. But mm-hmm. um, certainly in the East, it's Pittsburgh, and certainly in the West, before the year starts, it's Edmonton, and it's that has not been the case in a while for the Oilers. Uh, for the Oilers, so um, yep. they finally have a team that they can be very excited about. Which right? is right. Nice. That is a very exciting thing for the city of Edmonton. Now, the NHL has uh, incorporated a few new rules this year, Uh, some of them being uh, the officials will be cracking down on slashes. If you're going to talk about the face-off rule, (laughs) that is the most BS rule I've ever seen in my life. We won't talk about the face-off rule. It is 
definitely an interesting just encroaching like okay that's a face-off people are going to encroach in on a face-off it's what happens i do it in my men's league games and refs don't say anything about it i agree with you it should be should be something that isn't really uh, and you're getting guys in the first game of the preseason you're getting guys like you're getting guys like brad marchand who i follow a bunch of bruins stuff because i'm a bruins fan but you're looking but you're looking at a guy like that who is after the first season game, a guy that doesn't even take draws mm-hmm. is complaining about it. And then you're getting a guy that's my, as mild managed as uh, mild mannered, mannered. God, I can't talk today. <laughs> as mild mannered as Patrice Bergeron talking about it. Right. Um, one of the most well respected players in the game mm-hmm. never speaks out on this kind of thing, calling it a joke. You kind of need to reevaluate your rules. Right. And that's why I think that this year, this year it could be, it could be like that, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to tweak that rule in the offseason right. again it to the point like where a, it, it can't be a penalty. From what I was reading, it seemed like a lot of players were slow the game down. unhappy with it. Yeah, it it yeah. wasn't even a rule change. It was just like, hey, let's just It's part of the game. This. Yeah. It's part of exactly. the game. And I don't follow hockey that much, but that caught my eye. That caught my mm. eye, and I was like, what the, hell? what the hell are they doing, right? Right. So It's part of the game. It's, it, really it's part, part of the, the game, game, and people are going to be pissed about it this year, and they're going to have to make a rule change in the offseason yeah. again. That That's just as simple as that. I agree. And I really – three minutes to go on the Stanley Cup final with a team down a goal, and there's a draw on their own end. Right. And they encroach, encroach on the faceoff. They're really going to send a guy off? Exactly. Come on. And they're, they're not going to send a guy to the penalty box for that. They may call it – like, they may call it tight in the in the uh, first part of the regular season. Right. But Just the refs will a, eventually a let it go. It. Yeah. And unless it's completely blatantly obvious in the playoffs, they probably won't call it at all. Okay. Well, I agree with you on that one. I think that uh, – it is a little ridiculous, and a lot of players have been saying, you guys didn't change anything. You're just making it a lot harder for us. But it looks like the officials did listen to the fans at one point. Uh, one of the new rules is that they will be cracking down on slashes to the hand and, quote, to allow for better puck control and the ability to make more skilled plays. So obviously the refs do care about the game and that they want it to look a lot cooler. Yeah. So I like, I like that part of it and that they're trying to, I guess, uh, promote – the use of sorry to hit my knee. The use of uh, skill moves and uh, a lot of nice passing, which is is really what the fans want to see. I think. And sure. That, you go to a hockey game to see somebody do a little spinorama back in the top see, shelf. No, I don't. First of all, <laughs> first of all, that is not the, that that is not number one on the list. Whenever I go to a hockey game, right, number one on the skills. number one on the list <laughs> is I want to see somebody get laid out yeah, on the ice. Of course, absolutely. Number two is I want to see a fight. That's the, I think that's ninety uh, percent of hockey okay. fans. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, that's maybe true. But but if you ever been to a hockey game, there's <gasps> there I'd be willing to say that there is no live sporting event of the main four sports, maybe five if you include soccer. Okay, in this country, there is no live sporting event that differs mo- differs most from live to TV than hockey. Right. You think the. TV makes the rink seem huge. It's mm-hmm. not. It's right. not huge. It's not huge at all, and, and and it's actually very small. And for what ten guys and then two goalies, oh, so yeah. twelve people that fit on the ice at that point. At that point, that's a lot. A lot of high impacts. A lot of high. Exactly. Velocity. And some rinks are smaller than others. I get that, but but uh, it it's still a lot. And then um, the atmosphere. Even if you're sitting up in the upper deck in a hockey arena, mm-hmm. you're going to hear the hits. Oh, yeah. Which is ridiculous. You're not going to hear stuff down on the field at a football game. Right. You're rarely going to hear stuff going on down on the court in a basketball game. You're not going to hear it at all 
in a baseball game, right. unless you're sitting very, very close. Right. You hear the crack of the bat, and that's you about will it. hear it every single time someone gets hit. Mm-hmm. You'll in hear a stick game. snap. You'll hear shots you'll hear, being taken. It's yep, beautiful. absolutely beautiful sound. You, yeah, absolutely. And I've only been to a couple hockey games in my life, but it is the best mm-hmm. thing ever. I, I can't recommend it enough. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. And even minor league hockey games, the Admirals yeah. are here in Milwaukee. Oh, lots of fun to watch. Yeah. Triple A teams it's, it's, or AHL, not Triple A. Excuse me. It's it's like nothing else. There, um, I hundred percent agree with you. I think hockey, skill moves are great, Nick. One of the greatest going back ever. to your original point, right? But no one wants. It, but the under the overwhelming minority of uh, things want to see skill moves. I agree with you. They in all want to see somebody get well, decked. Hey, what's, what's, they all want to see somebody. Nice they all want to see. They all want to see blood. They all want to <laughs> see teeth flying out of their mouth. Come on. Fair enough, fair enough. I agree with you. I do I do go to hockey games for those things, but every so often somebody throws out a nice toe drag or a nice backhand sauce pass, and I lose my mind because yeah. it looks incredible. I, I, I will like, agree wow, with you, that's but really that's cool. it's not it's often why. Not, not the main reason people go. People and it's not for the what happens most in hockey games as well. True. A lot of the, uh, the most important part of hockey is the physicality of it, mm-hmm. I would say. I agree with you. They are actually one of the hardest-hitting – uh, athletes in the world, even though they're actually they they are harder hitting than football players, even though on average they're about twenty percent smaller. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'd be uh, hard for a three hundred and ten pound guy. Uh, yeah, pa- one to get skate on skates and, and go, but two to be skate able to back skate and, and forth in minute and ten or er, uh, minute and ten second shift. That's for sure. All right, final thing that uh, we have for the NHL: the legend Yarmir Yager signs with the Calgary Flames. Do you think he's going to have a huge impact on their team? Why do you think it took people so long to be able to sign him? What was going on in the NHL? Why did it take so long for people to sign him? It's because he's 45. But he's Why, still amazing. But he's, <laughs> he is still amazing. Uh, the mullet's as great as ever. Oh, but yeah. you're um, at the very least, he's going to be an insanely good locker room presence for that team. Exactly. I think that's um, one of the main a things. A team that is on the fringe of the postseason pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a great boost for guys like Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the Flames, um, being able to learn from a guy that was playing in the NHL before you were born doesn't yeah, come around very crazy, often, right? Uh, and so I think he's gonna he could get them ar- maybe around more in the postseason, maybe not by himself, but but just by being there because he's been there, he's won cups, he's done everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played for almost every team in the NHL. It seems like yeah, it's, pr- <laughs> it's pretty pretty ridiculous. Um, I think that he's gonna be. I think he's gonna team up with Johnny with Johnny Gaudreau, sure. pretty pretty well. I think they're gonna find a nice rhythm. I, if if he ends up starting on the first line with him, which I think they're gonna maybe pretty work himself Yaramir up Yager, to there. Pretty soon, Yaramir Yager could be guys that he's playing with his grandfather. Like, yeah, which is <laughs> which insane. is a joke. I so, I think this might be his last year, given that uh, it took almost the entire the off entire offseason off to entire sign off a team. And I uh, given his age at 45, I think he is getting up there. But I mean, for the love of the game, like he'll keep playing as much as he can. I know guys. As long as he's are, healthy. Yeah, I know guys who are 60 years old playing in my men's league team. Like Yarmir you can just go play somewhere around the area of Calgary and just go. Yeah. Go play some pond somewhere or something and just go hang out. There's no re- there's no reason why he couldn't. I mean, this ki- uh, this guy is an absolute legend, and. Um, up in the ranks. If there were ever a, a point for him to get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as an active player, if there were ever go- if anyone was ever going to do it, it would be him. Yeah. And I'm sure if he plays till he's 50, he might. 
I agree but with I don't you think, there. I'm not so sure that that's going to happen. I don't think he'll play till 50, but uh, I could. I think he is a definite shoe-in for the no NHL Hall of Fame as soon as he no uh, becomes time. Not a, no All right, doubt. well, Austin, I want to thank you for coming on to my show today. We anytime, man, anytime. This was fun.